Welcome to the IBC Student Ministry Podcast, an extension of Emmanuel Baptist Church here in Warren, Arkansas. The purpose of this podcast is to present sermons from Wednesday nights, special topics, and other resources for parents and students. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome to the IBC Student Ministry Podcast. I'm joined here with Mr. Colin Reynolds. Colin, can you say hi to everybody? Hey. Uh, Colin is our ministry intern uh, at our church and uh, leads worship for the BCM in Monticello. And today, what we're going to do is we're just going to get to know him a little bit better, uh, kind of hear his story, hear his heart, ask him a couple questions about worship, uh, and really just have a conversation. That's really what this is. This is really structured at all. In fact, we're literally doing this in the Walmart parking lot in Monticello. <laughs> hey, where else would you want to be? Exactly. In my truck. So. Um, if you hear a random toy in the background, that's just one of my son's toys. He just kind of <laughs> goes off. So Colin, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, your calling, all that other stuff. Yeah. So, uh, I'm from Texarkana, Texas. I, I grew up there, um, went to school there and all that stuff and, uh, got plugged into student ministry leading worship, uh, when I pretty much as soon as I entered youth. Um, and so that's kind of where all that started for me was, uh, you know, just leading worship on Wednesday nights for our youth group. And at first, you know, I thought it was just like a, you know, cool, just a whatever thing at first. Because I, I wasn't really sure, like, about, like, what exactly worship was. Like, if was my heart supposed to be something? Like, I'm just here singing. That's all I knew. And so, uh, yeah, so I grew up, and as I matured, I started understanding a lot of that a little more and then I came to college so I attend University of Arkansas at Monticello and uh, I lead worship as you said for the BCM and I'm a music major uh, so I'm in like the band and all that stuff it's fun um, and in the past I'd say year year and a half uh, uh, you know I felt that worship ministry is my calling and so uh, that's what I've been pursuing and uh, just seeking God through all of that and uh, he's really just uh, revealed to me that that's, you know, the talent that he's given me. And I feel like that's what he wants me to do. And so, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, one, one thing Colin's been doing too with us is, uh, he's been kind of training up leaders just within our own student ministry, uh, to lead worship. And, you know, one thing that <clears throat> always appreciated about him and he'd always emphasize is that, you know, it's not about, how well you play an instrument or how well you hit a note or sing. It's, it's about leading others to worship. Yeah. Um, and so that's just something that's always been really cool to see. Cause you know, you have a lot of worship guys that, you know, they're more worried about the performance and they are the actual worship atmosphere. But, uh, yeah. So why, why don't you, I, I've got a couple questions for you. I'm just sweet. And just, we'll, we'll start with some softball questions and then some, like some, some difficult questions. Wow. Softball. <laughs> why, why would you laugh at that, Colin? Because my girlfriend plays softball. Yeah, I didn't mean to do that. That was just like a dad joke thing, I guess. Um, uh, let's see, uh, man. Let okay. This is this is kind of like a deeper question, but should be pretty easy to answer. Like when when did you when did you become saved? Like when was your when did you realize your need for a savior? What's kind of part of your testimony in that? Yeah. So um, I went to a church in Texarkana called. Uh, at the time, it was Heritage Baptist Church. Now it's just Heritage Church. And um, I was baptized when I was nine. And I, th- at the time, I thought, like, I understood everything. But the reason I was, like, trying to understand everything was because I saw all my friends getting baptized and stuff. 
And so, like, I just wanted to be a part of that. I didn't really, like, wasn't really doing it because I, like, had a true, like, relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. I was just doing it because, oh, cool, my friends are getting to be in front of the church and they get to, you know, get in a bathtub, <laughs> basically. Yeah. And so, uh, that's something I wanted to do. And so, I was baptized when I was nine. Um, but I don't think I really started, like, growing like fruit in my life and having that realization that like Jesus is my savior and Jesus is who, what I need is who I need. Um, and you know, I believe I started like really thinking about that when I kind of hit middle school cause I was making some not so great decisions, uh, to start out in middle school. And I was just like, man, what is going on? Like, what am I doing? And, um, and so uh, I talked with my youth pastor at the time. It was, uh, his name's Sean George. He's the pastor at Richmond Road Baptist in Texarkana now. And uh, I just remember just, like, thinking to myself one night, uh, just in my rooms, like, okay, something's got to change. And then I got in the Word, and I was reading in John, and I came across John three sixteen. You know, it's that verse that, like everyone knows, even like you know, non-believers know that verse pretty much because it's just the most popular verse. I mean, and so I came across that verse and it just kind of like hit different that night, and I was like, "Wow!" And it was that night where I truly believe that I had given my life to Christ. And I truly believed that Jesus is my Savior. Yeah. And so it took it took a little longer than I actually thought about uh, that. Actually, that I actually thought it would um, as far because I was like because I was so convinced like yeah I got baptized so I'm like I'm saved I'm a Christian now I was like but then I got baptized for the wrong reason <laughs> and so you know uh, and so yeah that's kind of my thing my testimony I guess as far as that goes um, and here I am awesome yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> uh, so another another softball question uh, what's your favorite instrument to play oh gosh see <laughs> I hate I hate questions like this because like people make me get a big head because like they'll sit there and like what all do you play and it's like uh I really don't want to name all these again because it makes me feel bad. It's weird. Like, I'm glad that I'm able to play all this stuff, but when people ask me, it's like, I kind of feel bad because you don't play anything, That's you like, know? And it's just like it makes me feel like... You're, you're just making up for all makes the... Makes me feel a little prideful, you know? <laughs> well, you're you're just making up for all the uh, all the, the lack of, of instrument talent that other people missed out on, including <laughs> yours truly. Um, but, like... Without you don't have to name all of them, but like out of out of the instruments you do know how to play, which we're just gonna call a good amount. Um, what's like what's your what's your favorite? Not even like what's your best at. Like what's your yeah. your favorite to play? I think my favorite thing to play is probably drums. Really? Yeah, I love playing drums. Um, like I got to play drums last night in Encounter, uh, which is our BCM service that we uh, have on Tuesday nights. And man, I just I always have a blast playing it. Um, Cause it's cool. Cause like when you play drums, like I don't like to think of worship as like 
an emotional thing, but there is a lot of like psychology when it comes to worship. It seems like when it comes to music, mm-hmm. uh, and so like like the drums do a certain thing and it makes you feel this way, or like that guitar lick just makes you feel like certain thing. Like music makes you feel, mm. and like for me personally, and even outside of like worship music, like drums is always what kind of makes me feel something in the music. Like I like to, I like music when it feels like it's going somewhere. Um, musically and so to me a drum the drums kind of guides a lot of that and creates not really tension but just like it, it's like that build that yeah. you want and then you have the big payoff at the end of the song and it's just like wow man I get to create that yeah when I play drums I mean I get to create that pretty much when I play anything but like drums it just hits a little closer for me yeah so. Yeah, definitely drums. I I love it. It's awesome. All right, so here's kind of more of the meaty question. Kind of getting more more into some of that. What if if I were to to come up to you like on the street, and and ask, like never met you before, and ask Colin, what is worship? How would you answer that? Ooh, yeah, man. That it's not. You know, a lot of people think it's like just one thing. A lot of people say, okay, so I'm going to this worship service. So we're like, immediately what to think of is like, yeah, we're going to go sing. Um, which, yeah, that, that's part of it. You know, singing and lifting up God and, and praising song, that, that's part of worship. But there's so many different aspects uh, to what worship is. And I think it's the way we see worship is often a common misconception uh, for uh, believers. And, um, even people that just say, like, yeah, I believe that there's a God. Like, they, they see that there's worship, but, like, we don't always understand, like, okay, so worship is this. First thing, you know, we should, what's cool is we're going through this book right now um, with our worship team, and it's called uh, Pure Praise, and it's by um, Dwayne Moore. And uh, we got to, I think it was, like, day three on week one, and I was talking about uh, there's, like, three three things, uh, three, like, ways of worship, and it's upward, inward, and outward. And so, um, it's easy to worship upward and, you know, that, you know, singing and just lifting up God and, uh, giving him the praise and glory. That's great. But we also have to live our lives in worship inside and outside. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that I mean, inwardly, you know, that's, you know, th- having good thoughts. That's, um, that's really like where you have your heart check. Like, are you prideful? Are you selfish? Like, what is God revealing to you right now um, about who you are? What needs to change? Are are your thoughts inwardly uh, pleasing to God? Um, and so, um, definitely that. And then, you know, outward is like how we how we treat other people, um, and then like and like how we serve, and you know we need to be in prayer. We need to be in the word. Like those are all forms of worship, our service in the word and prayer. Um, and so what, when you, when you ask me, what is worship? Um, the way I would define it is, um, being involved in an act that glorifies God. Mm. And so, man, I like that definition. Yeah. Um, cause that reminds me of like, even, even just, uh, you know, his tithing, like giving, like that's an expression of our worship too. Yeah. 
And like, I think just like any other form of worship, um, like you can, you can easily almost, almost fake it. Like just do it out of spite or just do it because you are told to do it. But really there's a difference between doing an act and actually worshiping. And you can tell through that person. Like you can tell when someone's worshiping, you can tell when someone's just doing it to do it. And that goes through what you said, kind of the inward and outward and upward ways that we worship. So, yeah. And we see that, we see that a lot. in um, in like youth groups, mm-hmm. like even in ours, like we see, uh, people that show up to youth on Wednesday nights and we just kind of go through the motions when we get to, to our service. And, um, you know, for, I mean, for one thing, yeah, it's great that we've got students here because you know that that's our chance to be able to share the gospel with them, have that gospel conversation. Yeah. But it makes me wonder sometimes, like, okay, so we have these people here that you know claim that they believe in the Lord and that they they uh, claim that they you know want to have a relationship with Christ, but you know we're not really seeing that. Yeah. with their lives and that's where the inward and outward worship comes from like yeah we can say that and we can come here and we could give the upward worship but if we're not giving our inward and outer outward worship like are we really doing our best to to honor god and to pursue him yeah and so um that's something that like ever since i you know got to emmanuel and started working with the worship team is like i wanted to be sure that like our team is you know, on board with that yeah. because I mean, for one thing, if you don't have a team, uh, that's going to be on board with that, you're going to have trouble, uh, with your leadership because mm-hmm. you want your team to all be strong leaders, uh, especially if it's in a youth group. Cause like, you know, these kids are going to be looking up to these kids. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, we want to be able to set those examples. And so like, and I, to be a team leader, like you've got to be able to, live worshiping upward inward and outward yeah awesome um well so if i you know you kind of branching off from that question and talking a little bit more about worship you know as we know like as the music expression of worship like where where do we see that in god's word like where where is that mandate to to sing praises to him together well i mean think about the book of psalms yeah, it's literally a book of songs. Yeah, um, not exactly songs that you know we would sing today, but like, even though like you you see, like a lot of the worship songs we sing today, like you, you see references to to psalms and many different stories. Um, I think it's great. Um, so. That's <laughs> sorry. Uh, well, I mean, that was a good, that was a good answer. The, 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 it being in Psalms, like I, um, actually, you know, what's cool is the half, half of the old Testament is written in almost this poetic stanza sort of thing in the Hebrew. And what's cool about like the Psalms is that, you know, it was really a lot of songwriters that wrote those. Mm-hmm. And I mean, even just reading it, like the, the poetry of it almost, almost makes you feel something kind of like what you were saying earlier with the, with the, how the drums make you feel something like the, the, the way that these things rhyme and go together elicits a, maybe not a feeling necessarily, but like an openness to what that message is. Mm. Um, 
But there's also an area in, in the New Testament where uh, they're talking about um, how, you know, we are to sing our praises to God. It's in the same passage that talks about the importance of powerful prayer um, and how like people would pray and sing together, not as a separate entity, but yeah. together. And, and, you know, we like we we sing um, when like when we're excited about something, you know, or, you know, it's just it's just kind of something that is like humans do. It's just an expression of kind of what we are and what we do. And um, it's just cool that like God is has gifted people with those abilities to do that and to use it for his glory. And, um, it's just, it's really, it's really neat stuff. Yeah. If, if you've never read the book of Psalms, there's, um, yeah, it's kind of overwhelming. There's, there's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of things in there, but man, it's really good. And you know, there's a lot of things in there that you, you may not realize how much of it points to Jesus. Like there's a lot in the book of Psalms that points to Christ. And, yeah. um, it's just, it's just, it's just pretty neat stuff. It's pretty neat. Um, so if, um, if, you know, let's say we got somebody listening and they, uh, they're, they're asking, okay, well, what, what are some practical, practical things that I can do to not only increase my love for God, but also my worship of him? Like, what would you recommend? So for one thing, you know, we talked about, you know, our inward, outward, and upward worship is, you know, we talked about that. And so what I would say is be in the word mm. and don't don't get complacent in your faith for yeah. one thing I think that's a big thing that's something I, I've struggled with before um, something I still struggle with not really like as much but like at times I like catch myself and so it's super easy to get complacent in your faith so we need to be in the word every day because mm. um, we need to be constantly growing in our faith uh, constantly growing closer to the Lord um, and the same thing goes for prayer. Yeah, we need to be in prayer. We need to always be talking uh, to the Lord, and uh, and so those two things I think are I mean, essential yeah. uh, to uh, our faith. And um, with that, like how how will it help you like desire to worship uh, the Lord? Man, if you're pursuing the Lord, you're going to want to worship Him. Yeah, that that's my thing. Like. You, I don't see how you can actively pursue the Lord and still not want to give your all. Yeah. Um, when it comes to, I guess the the musical aspect of worship, um, and so, man, I just I think being in the Word and being in prayer, just constantly, just you know, trying to be in the presence of the Lord. Yeah. Um, is um, it's going to make you want to have it's going to give you that desire to worship yeah. and so um you know and a lot of people a lot of people are different about like i guess when when you say like when you say worship like like it looks a little different for a lot of people yeah. like you know some people are like man on their knees hands up crying like when it comes to worship and some people are just like you know standing with their hands in their pockets and, and singing kind of worship and like you know that's okay um I don't think that we should limit our worship to our comfort zone, Mm -hmm. but you know, to, uh, if it makes, you know, whoever, if, if that's you, if you're, if you're the ones that are, you know, standing, uh, and you know, with your hands in your pockets and singing like, Hey, 
you're still giving glory to God. Yeah. You know, it may it may not look like what others expect it to look like um, because they've just got this vision in their head, you know. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's it's an act where we're actively giving glory to God. Yeah. And so... Um, well, kind of reminds me. I, uh, I like. I went to a conference last January. Uh, it's called Cross for the Nations. It's in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, kind of. I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's hosted. I don't think it's hosted. Um, I, I'm. I'm in seminary right now with the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary in Louisville, and um, my. I took my missions class, and one of it was, well, you could either take the class or you can go to this conference and take a four-hour lecture and then you know do the class as a conference i was like oh that's cool i'm doing that so that's what i did and i went and it was that it was at the same time as passion Mm. um and what was really interesting and me and like another another buddy of mine uh who's now uh, a professional rugby player he's it's his story's kind of neat but and kind of weird too but um like i remember kind of just being there and they were they like they had like a full band and everything, but their theirs was like they kept all the lights on. Mm-hmm. They um, and they really stuck to kind of like a like a redux of hymns, like like um, oh gosh, uh, like uh, slow and steady anchor was one of them. Or uh, is that what the song's called? Um, mm-hmm. maybe it's steady anchor. I can't remember, but anyways, that <laughs> but that song like that was like the main song for the entire week and it was just interesting because like then my friend pulls out his phone and it's the live stream of passion and so you've got one room where you know seven thousand college students are are singing praises in like a redux of a hymn yeah um like a bunch of us arms aren't up but like man we're we're worshiping we're in it like you've got you've got people that are just like like (laughs) like just bawling their eyes out not because of necessarily like the atmosphere, but because of all that God is kind of working in their hearts that week. And then at passion, like you've got like the big lights and the stage and, and everything, but like you still have people worshiping. And so it's like, you know, they're like, I like how you said that, like they're the people that are going to stick their hands in their pockets and do that. And there are people that are going to be on their hands and knees with their hands up. But like in both regards, they're still worship. Um, and that's not to say anything negative about like, new songs versus old songs. But I know you and I've talked about this and, uh, our, our worship pastor feels the same too at, um, at Emmanuel. And that's, you know, the theology of the songs are really, really important. And unfortunately, like there's a lot of, there's a lot of people that don't take good care in that. But that's one thing I really appreciate about you is that you do take care of that theology. Yeah. Like, I mean, Cause like think about it, there's actually a lot of, of worship songs that are being put out there that aren't, exactly the greatest theologically and we're not really a lot of people aren't really looking at that Mm -hmm. they see it as okay so this song is popular so let's let's you know let's do it on sunday morning yeah and um yeah that's not always right because you know like my goal is to always make sure that what we're singing is uh theologically correct because what you see a lot of today is like a bunch of like metaphors and stuff that mm-hmm. are just like, oh yeah, this is cool. This sounds cool. Like the writers probably, s- s- you know, sat there and thought. And so, um, like a bunch of all these like metaphors that, um, 
they think they can like find a way to like kind of make it look like it's you know scriptural based but it's really not or it's like almost going against scripture in mm-hmm. some way and so um yeah i think that's really important to always be singing like um you know the right thing yeah you know for sure well uh man thanks for thanks for joining and, and just having a conversation with me yeah, i mean thanks for having me we just we always talk anyway so yeah. now we just put a <laughs> microphone in my truck and just do the same thing um but let me let me ask are you like what are you reading now i know you mentioned uh tell us a little bit about that book you were yeah yeah so yeah pure praise by Dwayne moore is a uh it's a nine week study that uh, we're going through with the bcm worship team uh and we just got done with week one and and it's great yeah it's great there's a lot of good stuff in here um it's about two pages of reading in the book and then uh, gives you some scripture to go read into um, to go along with that and then like some comments uh, for you to write little journaling sections they'll ask you some questions that you can answer and man it like like I said like week one is like a heart check you Mm -hmm. know what we were talking about earlier uh, before we got started like it really just like revealed a lot of uh imperfections in me that I, I know aren't pleasing to God and has really just like helped me to see that more in my like everyday life and like it's got me like watching myself a lot more and so that's been really cool to go through um, I'm excited to kind of see what else we get into uh, in the coming weeks of this book because uh, like what we'll do we'll go through this book once every week and then we'll we'll come back together and meet um, and so I, this week we're talking about like understanding praise and, uh, uh, and so like, I'm, I'm really excited about that. It's a great book. Um, another thing I've been reading and which, you know, this has just been with you and, you know, just kind of talking about like discipleship and stuff is, uh, was it, uh, spiritual di- yeah. disciplines for the Christian life yeah, by yeah. Don Whitney. Yeah. Yeah. And that's been great to go through. Cause like, man, it, Honestly, I've seen these two books just kind of go hand in hand yeah. in a way because, like, you know, talking about inward and outward and upward worship, like, that book is telling you how to do all of that. Yeah. And so, like, man, it's been great. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, books are awesome. Yeah. I, I grew up not liking books, but I don't know. Just in the past, like, two years, I've just, like, man, I love this stuff. Yeah. Well, Back in my day, when I was your age, <laughs> no, but no, like I was, I was the same way. Like I, I was a reader, like, but I read like, man, I was like Harry Potter and Hunger Games, yeah. and like, like I was really weird into like the psych, like psychology books too. Like I read like all these like regular fiction books and like Star Wars and stuff, and then I would read like, I don't know, like, uh, like the the mindset of like not a serial killer, but like yeah. you know things like that. <laughs> it's just really weird. Um. And like when I got into college is when I started to read a lot more. And part of that was also the BCM helped me do that too. Yeah. And at, at the university of Arkansas in Fayetteville and, um, and all that. But yeah, I've read the, the book that Colin and I are going through is called, uh, spiritual disciplines for the Christian life by Don Whitney. Um, he, that was one of the first books I read in college and just really impactful to my own walk with the Lord. And, uh, actually got to take his class recently. And, uh, the class was equally as, <laughs> as convicting, um, and I just came to realize just, he's just a very like blunt dude. Like he'll just tell you how it is. And it's really good. Um, like also being in school has made me into a reader. Cause I literally have to read like a book a week for yeah. class. 
Like I just had, I just read Life Together by Diedrich Bonhoeffer um, this last week, and that was that was pretty good. But I'm also I, I don't know if it's a cop out, but I I listen to most of my books. I don't know. I don't think it's cop out. <laughs> yeah, you still read. <laughs> yeah, technically, but Victoria. My, so my wife Victoria's always like. Like that that's cheating. Like you know, like sitting down with it, I was like, Hey, you're listening to it too, so there you go. We'll count it. Um but anyways, yeah, so um yeah, Colin Colin is around. Colin, why don't you tell us a little bit about like uh when the BCM meets and, and times and all that stuff. And, yeah, yeah. So BCM, uh, if you don't know what that is, it's a Baptist Collegiate Ministry. It's it's uh, plugged in with the uh Arkansas Baptist State Convention, um here in Arkansas and so uh it's like the Southern Baptist thing. Yeah, you you know. Yeah. <laughs> and so um and so yeah, we have encounter on uh Tuesday nights at eight PM and then yeah, I know it's late, but you know, we're college students so we do it. <laughs> it's the only time they're free. <laughs> Pretty much. And then uh we, we do free lunch on Wednesdays, which we call flow. Get it free lunch on Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. That's why y'all call it flow? <laughs> I've never realized that. That's so cool. Yeah. And so we do that, and that's on uh, Wednesdays at noon. And so we'll have uh, a church, a different church every week, come in and bring food. Um, which you know, are y'all, y'all have y'all done that yet? Uh, we did it last semester. Are y'all doing it this semester? I don't know if we are. Or not. I just kind of get told, "All right, we're gonna go do it." And I was like, nice. "Okay." And sometimes Jeremy will call me, like, because I normally have like a, someone from the church there to do, uh, like, speak to you guys for a little bit. And yeah. so I've been, I'm like one of the retainer guys. Like, yeah. <laughs> Jeremy will be like. Hey, do you want to come do this? Like, yeah, I'm away. Bro, we had like, we had three churches in a row bring barbecue sandwiches last semester, and it was it was. <laughs> so we really need to bring y'all barbecue sandwiches. Yeah. Please no. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not a knock to barbecue sandwiches, but barbecue that's... sandwiches are great. I don't know if I'll just want them every week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cool. Well, man, thanks for thanks for doing this. Um, and now, like we do at the end of every episode, just want to remind you guys. Um, that we do take your questions. Uh, so if you have a question that you would like answered on the podcast, please email me at dbarton at ibcwarren.net um, and put in the subject line podcast so I don't lose it because I'm really bad about just keeping emails for way too long unread. Um, but Gmail is really cool about telling me the things I need to read. So there you go. <laughs> um, and what's cool about Colin is that Colin is uh, around. And so if you have a question for him, you're like, Dustin, why didn't you ask him this question? <laughs> then I can ask him and then I can have him back uh, at some point. So, uh, yeah, that'd be, that'd be awesome. Um, thanks for coming. Um, and uh, did <laughs> he just dabbed in my truck. But <laughs> I'm not going to do that. But anyways, uh, thank you guys for listening. Again, if you have any questions, just uh, email me. Let me know. Um, you, it, do you have, like, a social media for, like, Instagram or anything like that? Like, uh, I mean – Instagram's just Colin Runnels. Oh, and then also don't forget, uh, he's also in charge of the UAM BCM worship. Yeah. Social media stuff, follow them and their stuff. And um, if you're looking for somebody to, to do like a D now or uh, any retreats, man, we just had them for ours and they are so stinking good. Uh, so give them, give them a shout. But anyways, have a great rest of your day and thank you so much.